Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Hello, calm parents, and welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. If your teen is stressed out and trying to do it all, but still struggling to stay focused and motivated and is completely anxious, this episode is for you. I'm joined by Oi Dobier, the founder of Project Who Am I, and a mom of two teenagers who are is a nature-loving bubble tea fanatic. <laughs> I love that. You are. I love it. Her mission in life is to help people pay attention to their true self so they can intentionally fill their day with things that leverage their natural talents and things that align to what's important to their life. Today, Oi is going to tell us how to prevent our teens from falling into that stay busy trap and help them find their motivation and focus. Welcome, Oi. I'm so happy you could join us today. Thank you, Dr. Kim. I'm excited to talk about this today. (laughs) I am telling you, this topic is so important because here's what I hear from teens. They're stressed out. They're doing everything. They're just frantic to get it all done. And here's what I hear from parents. I keep telling them they don't have to do everything. They're pushing themselves to do it all. And no matter what I say, they're still pushing themselves. And I think these two are really aligned. And I believe what you talk about addresses this. So I'm really happy to have you here. Please tell us first, Oi, how did you get into this and helping kids find their passions? Well, it it first started out a few years ago. Um, I got passed up for a promotion at a big corporate job. And it made me really pick up my head and look around and say, what am I doing here? Um, it caused me to go through a roller coaster of emotions, including anger. Um, I felt unworthy, and I realized I don't need a company to feel worthy. So, what do I need to feel worthy? And when I asked myself that question for the first time in like 42 years, it shocked me that I don't know the answer to that, you know? Um, My number one strength is I'm an achiever. So for years and years, I just went after the next achievement. And that fulfilled me for a point. Um, But there's more to life than achieving. You know, achieving is important, especially if that's your number one strength. Um, But other you need other things besides achieving. It's it's just a piece of of what you need depending on who you are, right? Not all people are achievers. So when I when I asked myself that question, I was embarrassed that I didn't know the answer being, you know, well into my 40s. And so I stopped and really asked myself and I realized I was going after the wrong thing in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed something more meaningful, more fulfilling. And so at the same time, my daughter, uh, our oldest, Naya, she was um, in competitive soccer in, in high school and colleges were reaching out to her because they recruit girls early. So she was a sophomore in high school and we were kind of thrown into this college tour kind of, you know, scene. 
And I remember very distinctly, we, were, we showed up to a college tour to check out the this college program, soccer program. But the um, academic side of the house, they're like, well, what school do you want to tour? We had no idea. I looked over at Naya. She looked over at me. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe business and marketing, you know, because she's very outgoing and she's creative. And so we went to there and then we sat down with the teachers and they started talking and within five minutes it was very clear um this isn't really (laughs) for Naya and I looked over at her and she had this look of no not me so we went through the whole day like that just clueless really and then um as we did more and more college tours I realized we got to figure out a way to figure this out right um how do I take the things that I've learned over the years about what career or what jobs really resonated with me and and why did I switch jobs and all that stuff. At the same time, my husband was going through a similar thing. So we sat down as a family and really thought through it. And then I had a friend that had um, uh, a son that's the same age as Naya, and she had a very similar idea. We need to teach the kids how to do this early in their lives. Mm -hmm. They don't need to go through their whole life and have a midlife crisis (laughs) to know it. I mean, just think if they, if they know this stuff early, how much more fulfilling would their life be throughout their life? Right. And so we had an initial group of four kids. We um, did some kind of self-discovery exercises with them. And we just, we were just astonished on how, enlightening it was to them you could see their light bulbs go off and you could see that they were thinking about things differently um since then you know and and many students after that too i i've heard students say you know boy i not only use this information to kind of help myself in um decisions in career in my career journey but also just in life in general right Mm. because you know it's all about grounding yourself uh, so that you can make decisions that are right for you not anybody else but you yeah so that's how it started I I love that and I think just finding I mean it's the best way to start something you always I have a problem which means many people probably have this problem let's find a solution for it and I do I hear this problem in a lot and I think there's kind of this there's two sides of this it's like you you talk to kids and you the pressure of what do you want to be when you grow up is huge. Like, how do you decide what you're going to do for your entire life when you're young? You can't. Like, that's a right. too much pressure. But then what happens is they feel like they need to do everything to cover all the bases so that when they do decide, they're not suddenly missing that one thing that they needed to be successful in that thing. So they won't give up anything. And I talk to these kids that are so stressed out. They're not motivated to do the thing, but they're pushing themselves to do it because of the fear of what will happen if they don't do it. So their motivation is fear of, I'm going to come to the end of the line and I'm going to have given up the one thing that will make me successful or get me into the right college. And so I'm just going to frantically do it all. So how do we address this when we're like, we're not telling them you have to figure it all out, but also helping them stay focused on what they love rather than just doing everything out of fear? You know, 
I think the first thing, well, as you described that, it makes me think of trying to find a needle in a haystack, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you want that needle, you know, it's somewhere in here, but you're frantically trying to find it and you have no direction. You, You don't know if it's over here on the left side, on the right side, on the top of the pile, on the bottom of the pile, in the middle of the pile, you have no idea. So then, you know, to your point, you're, you're just frantically trying to find it. And, and on top of that, you probably feel like there's a time pressure, right? And yeah. so it's, it's like, I don't have all day to find this needle in the haystack. I got to find it now because, you know, I got to make, I'm, I'm going to graduate high school soon. I've got to make decisions around what to do after high school. Is it college? Is it, you know, trade school? Is it something else? Is it gap year? Whatever, right? And so I totally get it. There's a ton of pressure. And so I, I find it interesting that the parents are not putting the pressure on the, on the teens. The teens are doing it themselves. And so I, I think the number one thing that teens can do is really just focus on what's important to them. Focus mm-hmm. on who they are as a person. Because the reason why you know, you're, you're frantically trying to find a needle in a haystack is you don't have anything to ground yourself to, right? And so as you grow and mature and explore, um, you're, you're, you're experiencing lots of things. And some of those things are going to be, oh, that's amazing. Or no, I don't really, that's not for me, right? But what are you grounding yourself to, to make that determination. If you don't have anything to ground yourself to, then obviously you won't, you, you don't know, am I missing out? Is that a good match for me or, or what? And so the first thing they need to do is really look inward. You know, who are you as a person and what do I need um, to feel grounded? And, and we kind of look at, um, at project, who am I? We look at four things we look at what am I naturally good at? Because, you know, the old saying is if, if you um, choose to work on something that you don't have a natural inclination for, then it's like, you know, uh, pushing a giant boulder up a hill. Mm. You can do it, but it's going to be a lot of work and a lot of work, right? (laughs) As well, pick something that you are naturally good at. Because that gives you, you know, a couple steps ahead of everybody else. And then you can grow that natural talent into like um, a super talent. And, mm-hmm. and that's how people get paid is when they're really good at something, they get paid more. Um, then the other thing is values. Values is a huge underrated uh, topic. And I talk to people all day long, teens and adults, and whenever there's a conflict in their life, it's because it's something's going on that's conflicting with their values and they haven't really named it. So why it's important to understand what your values is, one, you need to kind of think through that. And a lot of people don't do that. They don't know what their values are. Um, And so you got to name it. You got to think through it choose your top five or top 10 and name it. And then as you kind of go through life, you can see more apparently when things are conflicting with your values and everybody's values are different. Mm -hmm. Obviously, when you find a partner in life, when you have friends, close friends, 
you, you try to find people that are, um, you know, closer aligned to your values, like you have some values that are the same, but obviously, you know, you can't find people that have the exact same values because you are a unique person. Yeah. That is super, super important. Um, and then the third thing is really interests and passions. And so obviously, you know, you can be really good at something, but if you're not interested in it, it's not worth it. And at the end of the day, when you think about careers, jobs, work, um, there's going to be times where you, you know, need to do work and you don't want to, or you'd rather be doing something else and you need that extra um, motivation to do it. And that's usually where interests and passions pull in, right? That really, that's the, the thing that helps you have that extra motivation to burn the midnight oil or whatever, right? It's, it's like, if you have to work hard, why don't you work on something that's interesting to you? I mean, there's a right. million things to focus on. Um, why focus on something that isn't interesting? I mean, life's too short for that. And then the last thing this is also very underrated, um, is work preferences. Uh, how the, the environment that you work in, the people that you work in, the kind of um, work characteristics that are, you know, part of that job, it's really, really important because, you know, if you, if you love to be outside all the time and your job is sitting at your desk, you know, 24 seven or eight hours a day, that's obviously something that you're not going to enjoy. So it factors in a big time. So just knowing yourself and how, and, and what are the answers to these four things for yourself is really, really important. And, and what that helps teens do is really have something to ground themselves to, especially those values. Yeah. So I, I love this. And it's funny because I, I, I work with parents. And one of the things that we always do is find our top five values, because that helps us parent and helps teach our kids how to make good decisions because they're value based. So I'm all with you on that one. Now, <laughs> what I'm thinking of, and my mind's kind of going like, when we try to figure out and help our teens figure out what is important to them and what matters to them. That's a Big question. And most teens are either afraid to answer that or don't even know how to answer that. Um, I think many are afraid to answer it because they're afraid their answers are going to be, quote, wrong uh -huh. um, because they're not what they love may not be something that they think other people value. And so they're trying to force themselves to value what they think their parents or other people value. Right. Or they don't see like, well, I don't know how that's going to be a career if I love, like my daughter loves theater, loves theater. I don't know how that's going to be a career, but we're going to, right now, that's what drives her. And if she's passionate and makes her happy and she loves it and we'll figure out the rest, right? So how do we help our kids, A, figure out what they love without feeling pressure to do that? And to help them find value in ourselves as parents, find value in what our kids love? Yeah, that's a great question. So I would say a couple of things. First, you know, peel the onion layers a little bit. So let's just take your daughter, for example. She loves theater. Mm. It's always good to just ask them some simple questions. You know, what about theater do you love? You know, and, and get her to dissect that. 
that a little bit because there's there's you know maybe it's the limelight that she loves or maybe it's the fact that you know um she can be somebody else or you know so you got to dig into Mm -hmm. the the kind of the the why behind the the love for theater because uh you know at the end of the day that's going to break down to natural talents values you know environment all these things and you're going to be able to kind of see um why it's the case the other thing too is do some observation and and kind of relate it you know once your daughter kind of gives you those answers about why she loves theater think back to you know her life when she was little what has she always been good at and what patterns are you seeing because the the pattern that you see in your teen is the stuff that they can find anywhere whether it be theater or any creative outlet and so I think you know teens uh are unaware that when you're let's let's say she she loves theater because she loves being creative there are you can be creative in any industry yeah any industry and so it's it's taking that natural talent or that interest um and then kind of you know um looking at it at the at the atomic level and then saying okay well what you know when you look at a career and how you want to make an impact in this world what industry are you most interested in? And, and then look for the character, the same characteristics, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Cause that, that's what it's about right now is just kind of, you know, understanding a little bit more about what's important to them and then, you know, observing and helping them connect the dots of the characteristics that they really enjoy and like. I, I love that because I feel that no matter what it is, they love. And, you know, I think as parents, we go, oh my gosh, you know, there's no, what are you going to do in theater? Like, or I see a lot of parents where their kids love video games. What are you going to do with video games? Well, there's a lot you can actually do with both, right? Because what you're saying is it's not necessarily about the outlet as much as the skills and the passions and the talents and everything else that it fosters, it, it cultivates, right? And so if they're learning those skills, within a framework of something that they love, they're developing those skills far more than if we try to push them into, okay, you need to do this, 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 and this, you need to get, you know, your math done and you're, they're learning math. They're learning this, they're learning all these important things, but in this environment that is important to them. So let's say we've got a kid who, and I'm thinking of tons of them off the top of my head that I know personally that I've talked to um, that are pushing themselves so hard because they don't know what it is that they truly love. And they want to make sure that they've covered all their bases. And when we talk about how stressed they are and we, we look at what they're doing and saying, well, what can you let go of? They won't let go of anything because they're afraid. They're, it boils down to they're afraid to let go of it. How do we help someone like that? How do we help a child that's in that state and that, in that kind of mindset? You know, when it comes to fear, I think, you know, the 
best thing to do is is you gotta you gotta sit down and you gotta self-reflect and you gotta name that fear and you gotta break that down because you know what is what are you fearing and why are you fearing in that way and then and then do a reality check right you know is that fear real and you can talk to your parents about you know hey this is my you know perception of it you know what are you what's your opinion about it talk to your friends all that stuff because it at the end of the day fear is your perception of something particular and and you got to lay that out and so and then also you know I, this is what i tell my kids you're big girls and boys now you got to start thinking about things like an adult right you know you know how when they're 16 17 they they want to be adults but they're a little bit it's like it's like they want to be adults but they don't want to be adults right <laughs> and don't so, we all <laughs> right and so i said you got to like put your big girl panties on and um and stop doing crazy things and and you know the, the, the staying busy trap is really, I think, mm. an interesting phenomenon. And you need to slow down and you need to have time to explore your interests. You know, I, I tell teens this all the time. You, if you're doing sports, doing uh, work, doing grades, school, um, doing all these extracurricular activities, when do you have time to really explore whether you want to pursue a particular interest for a career or not, you don't have time. So you've yeah. got to make time. And, and this is true of life. I mean, as adults, we're busy. Everybody's busy, right? But how do you make priority for things that are important to you? Yeah. And, and, you know, for us as a family, we do, we like stack ranking. It's like, okay, well, what's, what's really number one? Well, I have multiple number ones. Well, you really had to choose number one let's just say okay if you have multiple number ones what's the, what's the first number one what's right. the, what's the, the one? number one number. of the number ones <laughs> right right I mean you got to make a choice you got to make a decision yeah. and and the thing too is decision making you know here's the thing I know it feels decisions have sometimes are have to be big and grandiose but not really I mean if if you have to choose between three number ones, it's not like you need to choose between these three number ones for the rest of your life. Right. You can choose between these three number ones for a month and just say, you know what? I want to focus on, you know, um, you know, my, my son loves fish. I want to focus on, you know, having a fish tank and learning how to incorporate live plants into my fish tank and I'm just gonna focus on that mm -hmm. and so he decided and it, it I was very proud of him he decided you know what I don't want to do soccer like I did before I want more time for other things because soccer used to be my passion when I was little but now that I'm older and I see more things I I have interest to do other things I have interest to build aquariums I have interest to hang out with my girlfriend I have interest to hang out with my friends and just do other things and so he made the decision 
not to do ultra competitive soccer anymore. Mm -hmm. So he was going to do it all or nothing. And I'm glad his coach talked to him about that. So he was going to quit soccer altogether after years and years. And then he talked to his coach. And so then, no, he's going to step down a level. So that's another thing. I mean, you can still do things, but maybe just at a different level so that it's not so intense for everything. Boy, I'm so glad you brought this up because I hear this a lot as well, is they've always loved baseball or they've always loved soccer and suddenly they're not showing an interest in it and the parents start to panic. And so I taught because it's something they've always loved and they've kind of invested in it. It's like we've spent all this time, you know, going to games and investing all this and all of a sudden they don't like it anymore. And what's going on? What's wrong? And then I hear kids that are holding on and continuing to do something that they're not passionate about right now because they don't want to disappoint their parents. And so I think what you just said is so key for us as parents to realize is it's okay if they love something and then they go through a phase where they don't want to do it right now, they're burnt out. It doesn't mean they'll never go back to it. Maybe they don't, but to be able to let your kids let go of something, I think is really key. And as parents, we need to sit back and go, why is this upsetting me that they are letting go of something that they are doing? Right? It's not about us. And yes, we may have invested all this time. We've not wasted that time. They've learned so many skills. They've done something really important to them that they may be pivoting and using them in another way, like you just said, like you're developing skills, but there's a lot of uses for them. So I just, when you said that, I really kind of keyed in on that because that's something I see a lot. Yeah. So while it's definitely about the the teenager and it's not about the parent. I think, I think as a parent, you have to address that, you know, what, why is this making you so upset? So Dominic wanting to quit soccer, it's been over a period of months as far as him realizing this, him telling us, I'm, you know, like you said, freaking out about it going, Oh my God, you know, why, you know, you love soccer. Why, you know, I have interest in other things now, mom. And so um, I, ha- I had to let go, you know, and, and there's a couple things about that. You know, if you want to help your kids let go, lead by example, you got to let go. Yes. <laughs> the other thing, too, is be frank with your kids. Um, we've been doing a lot, this a lot in our family. You know, now that they're older, they can handle this stuff. And, and sharing your perspective as a parent is super important. So they understand, but then it's, it's a two-way street. You got to be available so they can share their perspective and listen to them because you're going to have different perspectives. You're the parent, they're the team. So I, I told Dominic, I said, you know, I'm really worried about this. I'm shocked. I'm disappointed. All these feelings because you're such a great soccer player and um it I I was hoping it would give you opportunities for college and all this stuff so as a parent I want my kids to have the best opportunities in their life and so when they let go of something or they want to let go of something it feels like you know oh they're they're missing out on this opportunity yes but to your point 
just because they had a passion for it when they were young and now they're they're it's changing that's okay the the cool thing now that we're on the other side of that you know situation where okay i've come to terms with it you know he's kind of moved on and you know doing a lower level soccer i'm seeing his passion for fish for aquariums for cars and so the cool thing and and you talked about this it is so cool to see them so passionate about sports and and you love it i mean as a parent when he was little i loved to watch him play soccer because he, he was so good at it and he loved it now I'm experiencing that same love for his fish and his aquariums, awesome. his, his car cars that he wants to enhance and perform. He's just so into it. And it's fun. It's fun to see him into it. Just like it was fun to see him be into soccer. What's not fun, as you know, Dr. Cam, is when you're trying to force them to do something that they don't want to do. That is totally not fun. <laughs> it sucks. It is not fun at all. And I think, you know, as we're talking about this, the other thing that kind of occurred to me that I hadn't really thought about it from this perspective either is when we make it so difficult for our kids to stop doing something because we have this like anti-quit mentality. Like you can't, we can't let them quit because we can't teach them it's okay to quit. But what we're saying is if you make a decision now, you're stuck with it forever and ever, which means that's one of the reasons they are so terrified to make any decisions because once they make it, they're stuck. They're not allowed to quit. That means, oh my God. So this mentality of you can't quit, I think we need to think about what I, I get what we're saying. Like once you start something, we want to see it through. We can't just give up when it gets hard. But I also want to think about we also want to be able to try stuff. And if we don't like it, okay, we tried it. Let's try something else. And so we got to balance that. And when they've lost their passion and they're not into it anymore, making them do it because we don't want them to quit is sending them the message of once you make a decision, you are stuck for life. And now I'm, I don't want to ever make a decision because holy crap, what if I make the wrong one, right? Yeah, you know, and that's a really good point. We we do put that pressure on them. In our family, we're the same way. You know, when you make a commitment, especially on a on a sports team, you know what we've talked to our kids about is when you make a commitment to a, a team, you got to see that commitment through to mm -hmm. through the season, right? Yeah, exactly. And then because you know you you signed up for this, your spot. Someone you took a, a spot that someone else could have gotten, and now they chose a different team or a different level, and so you, you got to take that, take, you know, live up to your commitment. And now um, you've been practicing with your team, and so they're, you know, you're part of that, and so they're 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 building their momentum based on you being part of that. So you got to you got to stay committed to that, but through the season, and then mm -hmm. after the season, if you want to make a different decision. So I think to your point, there's a balance yeah. and just let them know the importance of sticking with your commitment and why that's so important. Again, sharing out loud with them the, the, the reasons why you, you, we as parents value not quitting 
is because it's 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 less about not quitting and probably more about you know um, sticking with your commitments so that you're you know not letting people down. Yes. You're having integrity stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so as you explain it to them, then they can understand. It's more about you know having high integrity, not letting people down when they when they um, expect something from you and you know, stuff like that versus quitting, right? Now you're getting into the values. And that's where the values come into play. Because it's not again, it's not about quitting. It's about integrity. It's about, you know, being that person that is supporting others. So if that's one of your values, and that's something you want to instill, that's the conversation you have, which is a very different conversation. Yes. And then the other thing too, is perseverance right we value perseverance so this is another reason why when the when the you know times get tough you gotta persevere yeah because that's life and so again it's just talking with them about your values and the thing is we've come across this with our 19 year old and it's been it's been very enlightening um sometimes they're going to take your values and they're going to say, yeah, I, I value that too. And other times they're going to say, I don't value that. Yeah. A, a great example is this summer, um, you know, Naya is uh, just finished her, her freshman year. And so in the summer, you know, my husband, Darren expected her to like get like three summer jobs or get a summer job and work like crazy because when he was in college, he uh, tried to work as much as he could during the summer so that he didn't have to work so much during the school year and he could concentrate on his school. So he would work at the Amer- American Can making ketchup packets and he would pick up every extra shift that he could, work all this overtime. And working in an American Can factory is not fun. You know, there's lots of... Uh, you know, just not fun environments. It doesn't sound fun. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think at the time, you know, 25 years ago, he's making $12 an hour. And at the time, it was pretty good. So, you know, he was enduring all this hardship so that he, he could, you know, really just f- focus on school. So his summer, he values to be the time to work like heck. And then my daughter, she disclosed to us, well, I value summer as a time to recharge because school is very intense for me and I need that downtime. And so it was like, wow, you know, very different values of how you should spend your summer, both very valid. Exactly. And I think that's the key. They're both very valid. And so I think appreciating and understanding their values is really important. So I, I love this. This is this is a great discussion. So, Oi, how do people find you and, and what you do? So uh, they can find us at projectwhoami.com. And we have a free uh, download. It's a, uh, sorry, a career ideas guide. Um, you can find that at projectwhoami.com slash career. And it can be customizable based on your teen's uh, natural strength or natural talent. So there's six of them. There's thinker, doer, creator, 
um, helper, organizer, and persuader. So you pick the one that they are like most inclined to do, and then you get this guide of 30 plus potential careers. And it's just a way to just kind of say, oh, look through the list with them, see if there's anything interesting. Um, so you can find us there. We're on Facebook at Project Who Am I? And we're also on Instagram under my daughter's handle because she's part of the business. So nice. you can find us under naya.dobia. I, I love that. Um, we're going to go look at that. Although I've learned that my daughter does not like to take these type of tests. <laughs> we just did a learning styles test and she was like, not happy. And I'm like, well, learn taking these tests is not your learning style. We've learned that. So, so any parting words um, of encouragement for parents with teenagers before we go? You know, I just want to say teens, they just want to be heard. They want to be adults. And, you know, we're, we're in this stage in life where they're, they're not kids anymore. So we got to really be our number one, our number one goal should be to understand them, to give them space, give them the ability to voice their opinion, and then just realize that they're different than you. And they're going to take some things from you. And then they're going to take some things that are completely not you and their own. And that's the wonder of having teenagers it is the wonder of watching a new human being with their own mind and passion and thoughts <laughs> watching them become who they are and it's amazing thank you Oi. i'm so grateful you could join us today thank you dr Chan, for having me and thank you parents for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us if you want to learn more about how to help your teens thrive you can grab my top 10 secrets for raising teens at askdrcam.com/parentingtips finally if you enjoyed this episode and all the helpful strategies always shared with us please take a quick moment to rate and review this helps other parents like you find the show i encourage you to share it with a friend as well until next time have a peaceful positive, calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.